0: RTS podcast starts right now happy holidays from the RTS crew here it is episode 83 of the RTS podcast presented by GT transport LLC here from the TCB speed north studios I am Mark Myrov here with the one and only Mike Mueller Mike what's going on tell the people what's up
1: what's up people i don't know i'm doing good how you doing mark
0: man it's been a minute it's always a minute man we 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 produce more episodes quicker than more lunar eclipses
1: that's very true <laughs> I, I totally agree with that statement oh 100%.
0: my goodness man it, it has been a minute per usual man with our operation over here is just it, it is hitting on all cylinders
1: it is i mean it's spun out got till back to the pits went to the hot pits got her back out and here we are let's yeah. go
0: <laughs> we are back let's just say we're under construction we We have some things to take care of. Yes, We're back. We got some people lined up. It's going to be good. The month of December for RTS is going to be a stellar one. I'm just going to lay it out on the line right now.
1: I agree, man. I'm excited. Looking forward to it. It's going to be a good December. Plus, Christmas is right around the corner.
0: Oh, doesn't get any better. Right. Uh, You know, when Santa squeezes his fat ass down the chimney... What's he do? He's going to find the jolliest bunch of a-holes this side of the nut house.
1: (laughs) That's exactly right. (laughs) Can't
0: wait. Uh, Great movie, man. The best. I think I might have to throw that sounder in there somewhere, just in honor of it being Christmas.
1: I agree, dude. It's just... It's hands down the best. Clark Griswold, the funniest character.
0: No, absolutely. Best Christmas movie ever made. Yes. Absolutely. Best Christmas movie. Uh, hopefully, everybody had a think great Thanksgiving. Um, I know I did. I had three pit stops to make. I still feel like I'm digesting turkey. Right. Uh, I was in a food coma trying to watch that Vikings game on Thursday night for Thanksgiving. Same here. Different kind of coma, but did watch the game. <laughs> what kind of coma? <laughs> Yeah, a lot of turkey, a
1: lot of stuffing, gravy, all all the fixings, just the best. It always is.
0: No, it's always good. No, hopefully everybody had a great Thanksgiving. I know yes. we did. The food was good. Very thankful. I mean, we're we're thankful for all of you that tune into the RTS podcast. Thank yes, you very we much. Are appreciate you guys rocking the merch uh hopping in on our uh socials and everything man we we appreciate everyone he is and uh we got a few more of these that we're gonna drop before our christmas and we just hope yep. well, everybody has a wonderful christmas just watch out for that snowstorm rolling in it's gonna be a doozy snowstorm rainstorm
1: who knows we'll see what happens but yeah I tell you what if it was all snow it would be wild
0: it will be man uh you know we got a great interview lined up for you guys here on episode 83 presented by GT transport lLC i, I can't wait for you guys to listen to it but uh uh, you know we're going to skip all the bs tonight you know we got a few things to hit on before we get to the main uh attract I should say like the main course right just in honor of thanksgiving i know it was a couple few weeks ago but it's just a main course we got a couple appetizers for you and then uh, it's dinner time yeah a couple things we got going on like i said uh december is going to be a great month for rts and hopefully you guys want to take uh take a, take a- the ride with us here uh just the other night we we reopened the rts mailbox it's open it is. It, it, it is open. Uh, unfortunately, apparently, everybody lost the address. Right. Uh, which is fine. You know, we, we've we been away for a minute or two. Uh, so totally understandable. But the RTS mailbox is open. We're going to post that on our Facebook and our Instagram every Monday. And we're taking your questions, What, regardless, whatever it is. You know, it, it could be racing related. It could be a topic of discussion. I mean, plenty of stuff going on, like the UMS Anything. schedule, high limits. Uh, what else we got going World on? World of Outlaws, the yeah. new
1: Lucas um, playoff schedule for the late models. I mean, there are so many things that broke down at PRI, so you got any questions, any topic, just write them down. We'll go. We'll chit-chat and Make fun of you. Let's make it happen.
0: Yeah, you know, and on top of that, too, you know, you put a question out there on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. I just gave T-Swizzle the Twitter uh, credentials. She's now rocking the RTS Twitter account for us. Twitter tweeting, cherry popping. So, you know, she's got her keep, right? You right. Know? So, keeping her busy. So, yeah, every Monday, we're going to post that on the socials. Find it, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Any topics of discussion, comments, shout, shout outs for all of, You know, if somebody's got a birthday coming up, just put it on there, man. We'll give you a shout out here on the rts podcast hell yeah we'll
1: blow out some candles on the air
0: absolutely so yeah anything guys the mailbox is always open when it comes down to a question or a topic of to discussion discussion we're going to answer them all we're, we're going to knock them all out of the park yeah but mike and i we will pick our favorite one from the group for that week and the, the one that wins the one that we enjoy the most we'll, we'll give you an rts guzzy how about that we just had our first trivia tuesday we're recording on a that. trivia tuesday right Y'all are a bunch of savages. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: I was not expecting any of those, but it kind of does fit the, you know, if, dude, if the dress fits, put it on.
0: No, it absolutely does. And I feel we, we can announce the winner and we can talk about it just because we'll post this on the social media. Right uh later tonight when we're done recording and you guys won't hear this till tomorrow so that's just fine uh like i said y'all a bunch of savages man so the clue what or the question was you know who am i i'm 65 years old i don't like the rain my laundry waves and the breeze i'm always getting yelled at and i can sometimes be rewarding uh like i said y'all's a bunch of savages
1: (laughs) yeah our lord and savior ronnie b i saw that for a lot in the comments
0: we did have a flagman yeah. Um, your dad was a popular option oh. on Instagram, <laughs> uh, but that yeah, one legged pirate. Oh man. I hope he's where I did. Was he working today? 63. So he doesn't qualify. No, nah, I mean, it was, I mean, yeah, it, it, it is. Herb was not correct. Nope. Uh, Ron Bernhagen was not correct. No. Uh, uh, we got to give a shout out to, uh, Brad Dunell. Yep. Uh, he was the, the winner of this. He picked, he chose wisely. And picked Cedar Lake Speedway, which is the correct answer.
1: It's a good guess, because I didn't know any of the... I didn't know what it was, and I was I was nervous, but I didn't think it... I think Ron's older than 65, and I know my dad's
0: younger, so... Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, like I said, y'all's a bunch of savages. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think he even got tagged.
1: That's even better.
0: <laughs> so, uh, no, yeah, no, it was Cedar Lake Speedway. Uh, nice guess, Brad. We'll be in contact with you here. we we'll get you figured out. Like I said, you get an RTS Christmas present? Perfect. So, and this is going to be every Tuesday. So, if you've got, you know, we're going to put the trivia out there, take a guess before Christmas. there's going to be RTS Christmas presents. So, they're going to be the more lucrative presidents. And then after that, we got to dial it back. You know, budget cuts. Exactly. That's cool. So, yeah, that's another thing. Check that out on Tuesdays, uh, Wednesdays. That's when you can expect the next RTS episode every Wednesday. So check that out. And then uh, we're going to post this this coming Thursday. But I want to announce it on the po- on here on the episode tonight. It's going to be our Throttle Thursday. And what we want you to do, if you're a driver, I don't care what you drive. I don't care. Sprint car, late model, super stock, a NASCAR cup car. Bang banger. Something. I don't care. If it's got four wheels, motorized, batteryized. I don't even know if that's correct. Let it
1: rip. Dude, if you're riding a set of Heelys,
0: let's see them. Yeah, let's do it, man. We want you to send us a picture of your hot rod. Or maybe a 2022 highlight. And then something... That maybe a fun fact about yourself. We want to highlight you, the drivers from our local area, the Midwest. Whether you're racing Cedar Lake, Ogilvie, wherever, man, it, it, you're, you're. We promote racing in the Midwest, right? And we want to highlight you guys. We're going to put a post out there this Thursday, uh, just as a reminder. But if you listen to this episode, uh, send us a message on Facebook or Instagram. It don't matter. Preferably Facebook because it's easier for me when I have to do the behind the back, the behind the scenes bullshit and you just like i said a a favorite picture of your car uh 2022 highlight and a fun fact about yourself and we want to highlight you we'll tag your racing page we'll tag you as long as facebook doesn't get crazy and doesn't let us you know let's just get we're trying to get you guys more exposure it's a good way and that's what we want to do throttle thursdays on the rts podcast facebook instagram and twitter pages
1: I'm excited. I can't wait until Thursday
0: now. You might be the first one. What? Yeah, you know, we're getting close to that episode eighty seven. We are. We are, aren't we? Yeah, we'll probably have to find a different guest for that episode. Yeah, we do. Um, what else do we got going on? Uh merch for Christmas. We still got some merch on hand. Uh if you guys are looking for some RTS gear for the holidays, you know, get a hold of us. Me, uh T Swizzle, Taylor Meyerhoff, uh, Mike Mueller, myself. Uh it doesn't matter, we'll hook you up. We'll get you something. We I think we got a few hoodies left. We got some T shirts, we got koozies, man, we'll we'll hook you up. So make sure you guys uh get on over there and uh, get some rts merch you know we appreciate you guys rocking uh rocking swag great stocking stuffers and then uh, one final announcement on our end. Uh, Saturday night, January 14th at JJ's Outpost Bar and Grill. Because where else? Where else? Would you want to go for a cocktail and food? Ah, It's one of my favorite places. Uh, you need to be there. Yeah. Uh, we're still working out the finer details. A lot of things are going to go down that night. It is going to be an RTS Chili Bowl Saturday night at JJ's Outpost Bar and Grill. A lot. Long- yeah, man. I'm telling you, we're going to have a lot of things going going down to more details to come yes but it's like it's rts chili bowl saturday night slash 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 is gonna be playing no not slash (laughs) (laughs) slash d chase v brock racing team party wow the new richmond nightmare is gonna be there yeah you'll be making an appearance badass so it's all going down chili bowl saturday night january 14th i think we're uh, me and me and uh big time Bex becky v brock We've been figuring it out. Right now, we're technically thinking like 5, 6 o'clock start. That works. Might be like a chili cook-off. What? So, like, some betting on the races. You got some opportunities to win some cash. What about like a 50-50 or something? There might be a 50-50. Dude,
1: I'm in. I love me a raffle.
0: Uh, we've got a lot of things in the work, guys. So, save the date. We're going to put an out We're gonna put an, outver- we're gonna put an uh, uh, event out there on the RTS pages. January 14th, Chili Bowl Saturday Night, presented by RTS, plus the Chase V-Brock Racing party. That
1: sounds like a blast. Sounds like a lot of cocktails, a lot of food. Come hungry. Eat there. It's uh it's gonna be fun, dude. dude. I'm excited.
0: It's gonna be lights out. Plenty of options, plenty of things to bet on. We're gonna be betting on the chili bowl races. We're gonna be betting on whatever. Hell, we might find something outside. I don't know what what's usually rolling around in the wintertime. But we'll find something to bet on. We'll bet on anything. Who can throw the farthest snowball? Perfect. Perfect. That sounds good. Whose truck are we going to try to peg? I was thinking Chase. That'll work. (laughs) (laughs) That'll work. So, yeah, mark it down, guys. January 14th at JJ's Outpost Bar and Grill in New Richmond, Wisconsin. Conveniently located just minutes away from Cedar Lake Super
1: Speedway. One of the best places
0: for before the races and after. Absolutely. I agree 100%. But that's enough of that. BS. Let's get on down to the race day rewind presented by the Racing Insiders, your one-stop pit stop for everything NASCAR. Head on over to the racing insiders.com. Mike, we had a few things going on. Race season's pretty slow, but there it was some slow. racing.
1: It's slow right now, but last weekend we had uh, dirt in December in the dome in St. Louis. So phenomenal racing all three days. And every year it gets better and better. And I think they did just as good this year. I mean, Thursday night, Bobby Pierce picks up the wins, win in the late models. Ricky Bobby! And uh, Drake Troutman wins. So it was great Ooh. racing. Phenomenal. A bunch of local guys down there. They were very great the first night. Friday in the late models, Cody Bauer, badass, all-neoned-out, 19 car, put on a clinic and wins. Kind of an upset. Big upset. and I've never heard of him before. Goes out there and uh, gets his first dome trophy. So pretty cool for him. We're the home of the underdog. Modifies RTJ, Ricky Thornton Jr., one of the best in the mod, jumps back in, wins Friday. So uh, he going into Saturday, I'm like, he's going to be tough to beat. And uh, he cleaned house, got the sweep one Saturday night, got a nice $10,000 check in a Royal race car, new car, only have only built one and, you know, sweeps the weekend. So he, uh, he kicks some ass. Then over in the late model Saturday night, I mean, it was a race. Will Harrington takes the lead early. He's flying around there. Bad luck. Bears, you know, comes up for him, breaks a dry shaft. And uh, Tyler Herb muscles his way up there and gets the win. So, it was a pretty emotional win for him. So, it was oh. awesome to see that with uh, Tanner English coming home second, RTJ, and then Tyler Carpenter had an eventful weekend getting into Huntson O'Neill on Friday and uh, coming back to run fourth. He was basically out of it, but uh, it was uh, the, kid, the kid can drive on the little tracks, and he did a good job. So... Big fan of him, and then I mean we can't forget Chuck Medford. Yeah, you can't park
0: there. <laughs> the new
1: dome <laughs> sensation. So it was pretty cool, pretty cool for him. But I think they all...
0: called them dome darlings.
1: Dome darlings, yeah. So he was the uh, the pit lizard pimp. If you went over to his page yeah. and saw his stuff, so it was uh, the dome was awesome, way better, one of the best and most that I paid attention to over the years. and uh, phenomenal. So definitely going to have to maybe check it out next year. But Dirt December at the dome, hundred percent.
0: No, absolutely. I mean, like you said, you hit know, the you hit the nail on it. There, an emotional weekend, Tyler Herb. I mean, my God. I mean, first of all, uh condolences to the entire family out there. I mean, you you show up down there, that happens, and you keep that to yourself.
1: Yeah, that's gotta be the toughest thing. And then go out there, perform, mental game, and uh he uh I've always been a fan of him. He does have you know a bad rap sheet or whatever, but he's there to race, he's there to win, he ain't there to make friends, just like Tyler Carpenter. So a lot of people don't like them guys, but they're there to do a job, and their job is to win. And uh, he, uh, he held, it to go, held it together and did a great job.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Congratulations to him, and plus uh, thoughts and prayers to the entire Herb family as well. And then, uh, like you said, uh, the new Dome Darling. Yep. Uh, I mean, my Jesus, they had him on the Flow broadcast at one point, and they were shutting down Internet sites selling T-shirts. That's how big of a sensation it was.
1: Dude, Chuck Medford did a hilarious job. 16 year old kid made a name for himself everybody's gonna know him. big
0: old kentucky drawl
1: yep it was uh too funny too cool for school so go check it out on flow racing see oh, his interview man. if you haven't it was just it was hilarious and uh kid did a good job man
0: yeah i mean i'm with mike on this one i, I you know i, I it's hey, we're talking late models and modifies man but hey you know what racing's right. racing the atmosphere looks down like it's a, looks like it's a blast down there I'm oh, in. sign me up i'm willing to go let's make it happen yes Uh, A couple other things to hit on there in the race day rewind. uh, The High Limits uh, Racing Series. Holy balls.
1: They are putting out some (laughs) money for some big time races at some pretty badass racetracks that don't normally get
0: big sprint car races like this. New, not at all. I mean, you're talking the first one to kick it off. We're going Lakeside Speedway for 50k April 11th. That's awesome. Wow, man. And if anybody's ever been to Lakeside, I've been to Lakeside. Down there in Kansas or Missouri, whatever side of it falls on in Kansas City, it, dude, it's a split city, man. It's weird, right? uh the tr- That track's badass. It
1: is super cool.
0: uh So that's gonna be a show, and then I'm, I'm digging the whole twenty three thousand twenty three dollars to win. Uh, you know, that's pretty catchy. You know, it's perfect. You just know. like
1: last year's slow night in America for late models, twenty two thousand to win twenty two. Man, so these... they're just they're just upping it up, and they know what's going on, baby. These,
0: these race promoters are just so just they're just on top of it classy oh man just so good so good uh but yeah they're changing the game here on top of the new announcement coming from the world outlaws and they're now we're gonna have drivers as long as they're within like 100 miles right (laughs) so who knows where the i haven't had a chance to cross cross cross-reference the schedules but i mean
1: it's no it's gonna be good because you can run four races that are non-sanctioned so more than likely these guys are gonna go to the higher paying high limit races so I mean, and then they've come out with the $50,000 and 23000 to win races right off the bat. It's, uh, it's going to be exciting, especially at Kokomo. That place puts oh, on a man. great great track so. it's,
0: it's gonna be wild and oh man I'm, I'm excited to watch it these guys are i mean we've seen the beginning of it and it, it and how it worked last year and the year before with the late models and all that stuff phenomenal it, this is the beginning like last year we they just got the pinky toe in the door right now they just they put their foot in it now they're trying to bust it wide open
1: I think they're busting it up by posting these purses, and I don't think they're done yet. There's rumors of a big race going down at Eldora oh before the World of Outlaw races, and Eldora has it a to be determined on their race, so it's only a matter of time before they come through with something big. But Burlington, Iowa, in 34 Raceway, is going to be super cool, close to home. Um, uh, those races, man, they're going to be awesome. Tuesday nights, watch them on flow. And then the three new dates they released today with Wayne County. Uh, What is it? Tri-City and Eagle. Dude, Mm -hmm. all them tracks do not host World of Outlaw Races. So this is going to be huge for them. Like I said earlier, I'm just, I'm excited.
0: Oh, it's good, man. It's exposure for these tracks that normally may may not get a big-time wing series, uh, sprint car series to their track. I mean, this is just, it's good. Local revenue.
1: Local revenue, Tuesday nights, packed house. Flow is going to be there. Everybody's going to be watching. Huge for that, huge for every track.
0: Absolutely, and I believe they have six more dates still yet to come.
1: Yeah, twelve total is what I heard. So it's uh, they're gonna keep they're gonna keep blowing them out of the water, and
0: I think the purses will keep going up. Let's keep on the theme of midweek racing. Just announced the other day, SRX Series. Tony Stewart's SRX Series moving to Thursday nights on ESPN. Originally on Saturday nights on your local CBS for right. us, Channel Four. Moving back to cable, but bringing back the Thursday night thunder. Phenomenal.
1: I think it's a great, great move because, like you said, there's nothing to do on Thursdays. So now you got this. Now you got you know, Flow Night in America, late models, and sprint cars. And who knows if the late models are going to be at those same races. So plenty yeah. of midweek action going on. With big money and it's uh it's gonna be interesting, man. It's Just, it's it's midweek. <laughs> it's midweek time now. The weekends, the weekends are for the boys, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, no, yeah, you know, it's like
0: oh, you know, I mean, we'll, we'll get Mondays off. You know, you watch NASCAR on Sunday, and then you get Mondays off. Then you get high limits on Tuesdays, <laughs> right? And <laughs> what flow night in America is what well, Wednesdays, yeah. And then Thursday night thunder. Dude, it's going to be lights out. It's going to be
1: racing every damn day.
0: 2023, uh, just with everything, whether it's the high limits, the Flow Racing in America. I mean, we're on like there's a resurgence in dirt track racing. It's huge. Whether it's a national level or a local level. And it's been a dying breed for a long time. I mean, but I feel like the sport is getting healthy again. Yeah. And unfortunately, money has a big thing to do with it. And but this is just the beginning of it. And I feel like if this can sustain itself, this will trickle down to the the local level, the local ranks.
1: I think it will, too. I mean, what the late models did this year for the money they raised for and the purses and everything that went down the tracks. the I mean, the numbers, I'm sure the numbers are through the roof. They had the Kyle Larson flow night in a race of America for the late model deal. Through the roof, best numbers they've ever had, and they don't release these numbers, nobody does. So, right. but XR Super Series, all these people bringing game in, the money into the late models, Kyle Larson, Brad Sweet with this high limit deal are bringing money into back into spring cars, and this is just the start.
0: No, it absolutely is. And I mean, and to hit on the SRX thing, I know I, I was kind of looking at some of the comments on it and everything, and people are like, Oh, you know, it's moving from CBS, I don't have ESPN because I, let's be honest, you know, right, cable, dish streaming nowadays it costs a pretty penny i mean it it, it, it's it ain't cheap but at the same time you didn't it, like you look at usac back in the day when they're on thursday night thunder that I mean you're talking like the tony stewart's and the jeff gordons and everything that's where oh. they got their national exposure jason
1: leffler tracy hines jj Yaley, mike bliss huge multi i mean all champions in all top three series this is going to be huge for everybody to see your name on ESPN. No, absolutely. Like it was back in the 90s, in the t- early 2000s. Yeah,
0: and you get the local guy that they usually give a car. Yep. That may be the track champion or the point leader or whatever. Right. A huge exposure for that person. Going to be amazing. Huge. I mean, because if you look, I mean, in my opinion, Thursdays on ESPN, re- I mean, every most people have cable. Right. Where regardless, if you're a race fan in if you're a dirt track fan or a short track asphalt fan, where are you on a Saturday? You have to track the track. So you're missing that. Like when I would always go back and watch SRX, it was on record. Right. You know, on like a Sunday night after everything was slowing down, I'm laying in bed looking, for, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, I record SRX. We'll watch it. You know, so I, like, I'm agreeing, man. This, this is huge.
1: This is great, and it's huge. Like you said, and all these, these top 12 talents that Tony's bringing into the SRX series, you'll never be able to see these people in one room at the same time, yeah. let alone on a racetrack. So he's killing it. It's the new Iraq SRX. Killer job.
0: Man, I miss Iraq was the best back in the day. Yeah, it was. It was the best. That's going to wrap it up for the Race Day Rewind presented by the Racing Insiders. Head on over there. You're their one-stop, pit-stop for everything NASCAR, the Continuing on here, episode 83 presented by GT Transport LLC here from the TCB Speed North Studios. On the other side of the break, it's time for the main course. Yes, it is. It's time for the main attraction here. This interview, we recorded it a little while ago, we'll be honest. A couple days ago. Yeah, a couple days it's dated. You can hear it. Jake, man, we talk about the Vikings-Bills game. and It was about a month ago. It's a
1: good game. still our best win of the year. <laughs> it was. It wasn't. I give
0: kudos to Jake, man. We asked him for his prediction, and he said... It's going to be a close game. Fikes yep. by three or four. Fikes won by three. Yeah, they called it. Jake, if you got the winning lottery numbers, give me a call. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But yes, t- on tonight's episode, it will be your 2022 UMSS champion, driver of the number six, Jake Kuba. Awesome interview. I can't wait for you guys to hear it. Episode 83, RTS Podcast, right back after this. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, kiss my ass, kiss his ass,
2: kiss your ass, happy Hanukkah.
0: Oh hi there, what up? Episode 83, RTS Podcast, presented by GT Transport LC, here from TCB Speed North Studios, it's time to get to it. We got to talk to that to that 2022 champ. Yeah, we do. Driver to number 6, Jake Cuba. We'd like to thank Fast Factory and the Fast Factory Foundation for sponsoring this week's guest and Jake Cuba, along with him calling in on the Lightspeed Equipment hotline. It's finally getting out there. So, I'm excited for you guys to hear this. A lot of great stuff, uh, you know, a few of the background of the Cuba family racing, uh lineage, Uh, A little bit of insight on Jake's background and what he did growing up, coming to where he is today. A little bit of insight to championship night at the third night of the legendary 100 uh, 100 at Cedar Lake Speedway. Uh, It came down between Jake and our guy, right, sitting across from me, Mike Mueller. Uh, Another close battle. It's kind of cool to get the insight from Jake, get the insight from Mike. These guys have been racing together for so many years and just kind of how both of them approached that evening uh it's just it's a great overall interview and i you know what let's let's just get the party started yeah let's
1: do it i can't wait
0: all right man here you guys go driver of the number six your 2022 umss traditional sprint car champion jake kuba all right joining us here on the reaction time sports podcast via the Lightspeed equipment hotline join us he is your 2022 umss traditional champ driver of the number six jake kuba jake thanks for coming to the reaction time sports podcast man how you doing
2: I'm good. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, anytime, man. It's uh, we're in that uh, point of the year. There's nothing to do. It's getting cold and gloomy outside. How's the off season been so far? What have you been up to since we seen you last?
2: Uh, it's been pretty good. I've been relaxing. Uh, moved over the summer, so trying to uh, moved and then went, went right into racing. So trying to make the uh, new apartment home and and watching a lot of football.
0: Oh, there you go. There you go. Where'd uh, Where'd you end up moving to? Uh, St. Paul. Okay, so, so you're not downtown, too, not
2: too far pretty close to
0: downtown. A lot of football watching, you said. Who are you rooting for? Vikes, Packers, Bears? Are you a Kitty Cats fan? Who are you cheering on?
2: Vikings. Okay. Always, always Vikings. Just had to make
0: sure. Perfect. <laughs> that car of yours is yellow, so I just had to double check. <laughs> yep. I mean, you never know. You but never know. There might know. be a little G on there somewhere that we can't see
1: in the picture. Right. I mean, the six is kind of technically a G if it was cursive. So Ooh, good you point. don't know. You never
2: know. Uh, I mean, okay. When I was a kid, I was a Packers fan because uh I just because it. I liked the green. Yep. Okay.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. Was this back in the Brett Favre era?
2: <laughs> oh yeah. Yep. Okay.
0: And then once he came over to the purple, that's when you switched allegiances.
2: Uh, no, it was long before that. Long before that, but that was like a, a at the time a dream, kind of a, a dream for me. It's Like I can't believe he's on the Vikings you now.
1: Right. Yeah, it was definitely very different seeing him in purple, and uh, it was weird. Yeah, he yeah. did great them a couple of years, just uh, just one play short.
0: Yep. It sounds like I almost oh, need wait. to have Jake call in for a sports episode and talk a little foosball. Yeah. <laughs> you play, you play any fantasy football outside along with that? Are you dabbling in mm-hmm. that at all?
2: I used to. Uh, I don't think I have played fantasy football for five or six years, but I used to have like I used to organize a pretty uh, just a low key one with a bunch of family. Which is always fun too, because you get a few people who are really into it, and then you get kind of one person who sets it and then just forgets right. entirely. Yeah, and then still, still somehow wins everything. But since then, I haven't played much.
0: Okay, gotcha. Did you? I mean, were you the fantasy football champ? I mean, were you pretty elite at it? I mean, I, we might have a roster spot open in the 2023 season. You might be a candidate.
2: Hey, yeah, that might be fun. <laughs> I, 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 I would. I was. I think I was consistently like second or third, which. uh, I think there's a familiar feeling
1: thats last like year that's <laughs> all I do every time second or third in the uh, fantasy football deal, but that's a lot of yeah. fun man I love doing it and, and uh it makes you know watching football always more interesting when you're rooting for the them certain players and especially when they're playing your favorite team
2: oh yeah it's it's a lot of fun to just be able to watch that second game and watch one per one person and just you don't care about the score or anything you just want the one person to get the one the, the play you need yes.
0: Oh man, this is this is some good stuff. But I mean, cross Jake off list of candidates for fantasy football. Got it. All right, cut.
2: Yep, got that written <laughs> down. Uh,
0: so, I mean, let's stay on the topic really quick. I mean, let, you know, it's kind of cool. We, you know, it's a racing episode. We got we got a driver on the line, but we're talking a little sports action here. I mean, what do you think of this Viking seven and one start so far?
2: I mean, I'm crossing my fingers and uh, not looking too closely. I'm just just appreciating the record right now. Right. However, they get it.
0: Oh, no, absolutely. But, Tough matchup coming up this week against
2: Buffalo. I know that should be fun to watch or or painful. We'll we'll see.
1: Well, and Rumor right. Josh Allen might not play, so Case Keenum. Oh, I didn't even I think know. of that. Yep. Coming back. Case Keenum
2: so.
1: with Diggs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Maybe another Minneapolis uh, miracle. That would make it but the
0: games in Buffalo it'd be even worse if it was back at the at the People Stadium. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yep. <laughs>
0: That's good. So okay, let's put it on the line. Predictions for Sunday, Jake. Who? What do you got?
2: I think the Vikings might win it, but it'll be close. I mean, that's easy. I hope it's going to be close. I think the Vikings are going to get five about. I mean, three the, or four.
1: Yeah, the Jets beat them last week, and Mark Mark predict, predicted that. So uh, I don't know, man. I think it's going to be a good game. I'm, I'm excited. I can't wait. And then we'll see how we do against a very good competitor.
2: They, I think they tended like play to the competition.
1: So yes, I, yeah.
2: I think they'll rise up for this and. I'm ready to play, but we'll
0: see. No, it should be a good game. I'm excited. I'm always looking forward to Sundays. I've only got like four fantasy teams and a guillotine league and everything else to worry about on Sundays. So I'm looking forward to, it, man. It's going to be a good game. Yes.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it will.
0: Well, let's get on, let's get on to the interesting stuff. You know, we all love talking a little purple. I'm sure, you know, once, uh, Mr. Lure, here's the beginning of this podcast episode, he's going to be head over heels. Cause they do a little Viking stock, you know, they just break his heart every year. So hopefully yep. we got him ha- hyped up for the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, man, uh, you know, we got first time on the show. Like I said, thanks for coming on. Uh, you know, glad to have you. Um, you know, it was a, it was a stellar year for you in 2022, obviously uh crown champion and everything, but, uh. A lot of things in your life uh lead it up to that and we wanna we wanna start at the very beginning. We wanna you know, we wanna get the timeline and everything. You know, we get a little background on you since it's your first time on the show, you know. People people wanna know, man. So uh people know you as a driver, but uh what do you do when you're not wheeling that spring car?
2: I am a uh, graphic designer. I work for a uh I actually work for a cremation urn company here in Saint Paul. Okay. And I uh, do some graphic design work for them, a little bit of marketing. Um, I've been there for a while, but uh, yeah, graphic design work is mostly what I do.
0: Right on. So, is it, can I uh, can I uh, can I like pre-plan my own uh, uh, own deal? You know, can I say that hey, I had it designed by Jay Kuba, and even though hopefully I don't need it for
2: another fifty years, <laughs> you you sure can. I'm sure we can we can arrange something. Awesome. That's easy. I charge by the letter, so oh geez, it's oh. a good deal. Yeah, oh, that's not a bad deal.
1: Maybe like a teardrop <laughs> at the end.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely not putting, definitely not putting my last name. That's too many letters. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of a very interesting job, man. I, I to be honest with you. I did not know what you did outside of racing, to be honest. And uh, Mike was kind of filling me in a little bit and whatnot, but I wanted to hear from yourself. That's, it's a very interesting, uh, Very interesting job that you have there. I mean, what kind of... Anything crazy that you've ever had to do? Like, type up or, you know, design up on something like that? Uh,
2: Yeah, there's some pretty interesting uh, urns. So, we we do urns for pets, too. So, uh, when I started there, I started engraving uh, on the urns. And uh, so, we get all sorts of crazy things um, on on the pet urns, particularly. I can can believe that. Um, Because, you know, people are with their pets and their names. and so. Some are pretty vulgar, some are just ridiculous, and some don't make any sense <laughs> and and then there's like show dogs too who have names that could wrap around uh, the urn two oh, wow. or three times Wow, so.
1: that makes sense,
2: yeah well,
1: I'm sure sh- probably seen everything from A to Z and yeah quite
2: quite a few things, yeah no
0: they very, yeah. very interesting, That's a very very interesting i'd be I'd be kind of kind of curious to see how that process works out. It's a very unique job,
2: yeah, mhm. Yeah, it's it's a weird one. <laughs> I like it though. It's fun.
0: No, that's good. Hey, man, as long as you enjoy what you're doing, that's what matters, right? Mm-hmm. There you go. So when you're not racing, you're not working. What other like you know what other, what other activities, hobbies? What do you like to do when you're not you know driving a race car, or going to work? What do you like to do?
2: Uh, i mean, other kind of design work, drawing, illustration, that kind of thing. Mostly letters, numbers. That you know all the stuff that goes on the race car. That's that's what I would do all the time at the track when I was growing up. So and I just carry that on to now just doodling and uh but play some video games too and uh I don't know watching much on What but kind of video it's really games? Exciting.
1: Do you do any racing games?
2: A little bit but I um I oh, and I struggle with eye uh, racing. So Yeah well, same here. I uh I got on it a little bit uh during the pandemic and Started racing with a few uh, a few drivers and a few non drivers for a couple of races, and it was all I could do to hold myself straight on the track for the first few races we were at. It got a little better eventually, but I was a menace the first few times. Going in Kokomo, especially, going in one corner and then come off and just into the wall across the infield.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: so true. Yeah.
0: Well, question so. of the day: Were you when you're doing your I race? You know, what were you? Non-wing, wing, late model. What were you running?
2: Uh, mostly trying to get the non-wing to work, but with it's tough. online, most most of the races are most of the stuff you can get into is wings. So I'd, I'd get any any of the sprint car ones, Not- whatever was going on.
0: I don't know if you ever tried it, but I used to have my sim rig. I actually just sold it to Ryan Buck. But back when I had it, uh, like me, Blake Anderson, Chris Vogel, and a bunch of guys, we tried racing midgets at Cedar Lake. Impossible.
2: I don't think I have done that.
0: No, they're so hard to drive on iRacing, man. If you, I mean, if you ever try it again, just try it for one time, and you're gonna be like, nope, I'm switching back.
2: <laughs> yeah, I tried to do it with. Uh, I tried to do it with a VR headset. Oh wow! And I thought, that'd be cool. We'll go to see the lake. It'll be like the real thing. I got out. I got just like right on onto the track, and everything bounced around, and I got seasick like immediately. So <laughs> <laughs> back, to, back to one monitor and not being able to see to the side. Yep. Cool.
0: Yep. Nice. Well, you were kind of talking about uh, outside of it, you're you know, just kind of doing some, uh, some drawing, some doodles back in the day. You said you kind of did it back when you were a kid. Going back to your childhood and whatnot, the Cuba family, uh, the the legacy of racing in your family goes back generations and whatnot. And uh, you know, your passion for racing definitely had to start there for you. Um, what were some of those early childhood memories? Were you at the track a lot? You know, going with the,
2: your dad or your uncle or even your grandfather. What was that like? I mean, I've been at the track since I was a baby, and well, before that even. the The story that gets told that gets told all the time is uh. I think my dad was racing Knoxville one year and he ended up uh, crashing, but my mom was pregnant and she had to walk back to the hotel <laughs> by herself. And then my dad ended up crashing and nobody could find each other because of course, no cell phones. Right. And, uh, so that was, I think what, I think my first race, uh, really. But what I really remember is playing in the dirt with my little die cast sprint cars, making a track and uh, doing what all the, all the kids do at the racetrack.
1: Yep.
2: Spent a lot of time at Jackson and at Cedar Lake. We had a booth at Cedar Lake and we would spend time playing uh, you know, playing catch up behind the booth and just making, bringing all the race cars and begging my grandma to find me die cast cars.
1: Yeah. I have them same memories at Cedar Lake. We had a booth too. So I grew up there on the front stretch there. And uh, same yeah. thing I remember. I mean, we probably crossed paths way back then when we were younger for sure. Probably. When did you start racing? I believe you did some go kart racing back when you were younger, and then and then it was basically non-wing sprint cars, from what I remember. So, if you want to just fill yeah. us in on that,
2: yeah, yeah, I started when I was twelve. So, I started racing go karts when I was twelve. We were, you know, I grew up in southern Minnesota near Rochester, so we didn't have a whole lot of there go kart tracks around there. The way we did it, we got we got a cart, and we nobody was even. It wasn't very organized or regulated. So, you know, there were carts with different powers all over the place. But um, we raced go-karts at uh, a couple different tracks down there and then uh, started going up to – actually driving up to Superior to go race uh, just just to go race with a little more even competition.
1: Was that Highway 13 uh, Raceway?
2: Yes, it was. Yeah, I I got some wins there. Yeah, I I think I got my – I don't even remember now. I know I got a couple wins there, but that was the first kind of taste of what felt like – Felt like racing. The right. other ones felt like me out there trying not to get beat up by the the uh, older guys in the in the carts. Yep. yeah, that was a fun uh, place. But yeah, I raced go carts. Uh, started when I was twelve, and then I think during high school and college, it took a couple years off. I did in the summer race a little bit. My dad and I both got carts while I was in college, and um, while well, he was taking a break from sprint car racing then. And we set up the cart so that they'd be even in, uh, in weight and power. And so nobody else was the same as us, but, but the two of us got to race side by side for so many laps, just dead even for power and weight. And so it was really all about driving, which I think was a really helpful learning experience.
1: Oh, absolutely. That's, that's huge weight and power. And then just, you know, when you're on the same cart, like going to pro cart and stuff like that, it, it's a blast to do stuff like that. And oh, it'll yeah. definitely, definitely make you a better racer.
2: Twenty twenty thirteen or 2012 was my first, uh, sprint car race. I did a a race in a non-winged car one night at, uh, St. Croix and a race in a winged, wing car the next night at, um, I think it was Granite city in, uh, around St. cloud and uh that was that was really fun so then then we built the non-wing car that my dad and i start uh shared in 2013 for my work here with the umss so,
0: so a lot of so a lot of racing there it sounds like uh sounds like your dad's been there you know from start to, still going with you to this day as well but uh your old man there he's got uh he's got quite the history of behind the wheel uh, as well you know, he like you just as the Cuba legacy himself and uh, I've had the opportunity to watch him a little bit when I first got started in the series with Rob and everything. And uh, uh, he was wheelman himself. And, it, you know, uh, what I find cool about it is that the, the father son dynamic that you guys, you know, like you said, were in carts. And then you guys were also racing sprint cars there for a little for a while head to head against each other.
2: Yeah, I I kind of I can't believe how long we've actually raced. Together. And uh, it's really cool to have been able to do that. Like, we raced go-karts for a few years together and then, then, uh, the non-wing sprint cars for, um, you know, eight, eight, nine years, um, uh, with two of us at the track, uh, racing. And that, that's been great because you can compare notes, driving, commiserate, <laughs> complain, all, the, all the fun stuff you do. And, uh, yeah, you, you hear it. He had up some good success with the, the non-wing stuff, but he was really—we um, had totally different driving styles. I think his—he his, really inherited from the kind of his wing sprint car racing days back uh, in the kind of late '90s, early 2000s, was where, when he was really focusing on wing sprint cars. But he was—you know—he started in the '80s. He, he was best on the dry, slick tracks, running right around the middle and being very smooth. Where I don't, I don't know, when I started in non wings, uh, my best nights were at St. Croix when uh, it started to get a little bit of a cushion and I could just haul it in there and stab and steer and eventually rain that back a little bit.
1: Yeah, it's crazy to think that, like, because I started the same year you did, you did 2013, yeah. that like I've raced with you for 10 years and then raced with your dad for eight years, like you said. Like, Because I remember sitting in the stands watching your dad in the Lightning Bolt 2K. I mean, your dad was a badass back in the day in that wing car. It was it was a fun to watch, man. I was a big fan of Jimmy back in the day, and it's just crazy to even think. Like you said, you've raced with him for so long. Even me, and I've told this to your dad before, I'm like, it's just an honor to race with him because I've sat up in the stands, watched him, never thought I would get the chance to. So your dad, uh, he's super fast in the middle when it slicks off like that. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's pretty incredible what he has done with the sprinkler and what he does, and even you know being on the track with them and even beating them some nights. I mean, it's uh, I don't know, it's it's a huge accomplishment for me, and I'm sure it is for you when you beat your dad every time.
2: Oh yeah, it was <laughs> once. Uh, I don't really remember the first race where it, where it happened, but it, being able to race side by side and uh, beat him with a pass or just out him or you know trick him and get around him, that that was. Those were always the most fun passes to make. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and the and hardest. Yes.
0: <laughs> Was there ever any uh, any uh, any wagers, any friendly uh, father-son wagers on the side in, uh, throughout the years between you guys when it came to races? Like, oh, hey, you know, I know I'm supposed to take the trash and, the dish and do the dishes every night, but uh, <laughs> it sounds like if I win this
2: weekend, it sounds like you're doing it, Dad. I don't think we ever really did that. I think uh, we really we... – <laughs> It was enough for us to just get the car ready for the weekend and get to the track on time, and get all get all the work done. <laughs> then we all get um, just you know worked up at the racetrack. No, no we never really did the did the bets or didn't did any kind of bet.
1: You have to get them back in the saddle and make a couple of them next year. Tell them that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Now we'll get my we'll get my mom in the car. I think. There you go.
0: Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. that'd be cool.
2: The crew chief. <laughs> Yeah,
0: yeah. Who's technically who's got the title over there? Is it co-crew chiefs or is uh, is uh, mom taking the reins on that one?
2: Mom, mom's a crew chief. Okay,
0: okay.
2: Mom makes the decision. Okay, uh, when when we get to it, we all we all talk, we all argue, we all try to figure out the right thing to do, and uh, and uh, mom is usually the uh, sane one who who makes the final call.
0: Okay, gotcha, Perfect. gotcha. No, what you guys do there, what you guys do down at your holler every weekend. I mean, you're usually pretty on point every night. I mean, everybody has a night here and there, but just how you guys work and how you guys communicate and everything. And just the whole family part of it too. And just how you guys do it together. I mean, it's just, it's just one of the cooler things that we see in our sport, man. you guys are, you guys are the definition of it.
2: Yeah. Uh, thanks. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fun to work, you know, get into a groove with, with the family and especially for the last couple of years. Like I feel like we used to kind of throw the kitchen sink at the car every single race and change everything. And I think we've really learned in the last couple of years how to be a little more methodical and you know, tweak and adjust and take setup that so the setup meets the driving somewhere in the middle. And uh so I can make adjustments and we can make adjustments to the car and try to get something to work. Rather than trying to fix everything with setup and me trying going off and trying to fix everything with by driving differently.
1: I hear that you were definitely way more consistent near that last half of the year, I feel like, this year. I mean, you were running second, third, picking up wins, done with the Mars series, and then, you know, just, I mean, the consistency the last half of the year this year, I mean, was incredible for you, for sure.
2: And then, uh, yeah, no DNS this year, or last year. That's good. uh, That's really, that's a good sign. I will take that.
0: (laughs) Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Sticking with the uh kind of, like we said, you know, your dad, you, your uncle, I mean, you got cousins, you, you've you raced against them all, man. I mean, there, there's been times where we're out in the track and, you know, you're trying to keep track of which Kuba's in what spot, you know. <laughs> And be like, you know, I go up to Johnny and be like, Hey, you're lining up next to Cuba on this one, which one, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, but yeah. uh, what, well, I mean, you know, obviously you've been out there with your dad, you've been out there with your cousins and everything. What's, what's it like being out there racing against your family members, man? It's like, you know, what's, you know, say your cousins running up in front of you. And you know, you like, you kind of the same thing with your old man, you got to pass them, you know, this What what's it like when, you know, you you're racing against your family. I
2: think whenever that comes up, we always race each other probably just a little bit harder than anybody else. Just push it a little bit more because you want it. Like I want to beat my dad. I want to beat uh, my cousins. And, uh, and so when you get, get there, you feel like you can just push it a little bit more. Plus I think there's, we got some, some more trust too, and more familiarity. Like, like if I'm racing with uh, Anna, I I have, have an idea of what she's going to do. Like that's true with everybody, but you know, I trusted a bit more when I'm racing, when I'm racing with a family member. Trust my gut. And maybe just the uh, intensity goes up a little bit and I just go for it too.
1: Oh, absolutely. And, and when you're around somebody that you trust, I mean, you're, I mean, it just makes you a better racer and you know where you're going and you're a very clean racer. You always have been. Have you ever any, had any tense moment, moments between them?
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, probably the, the worst one was... Uh, well, I've had yeah, I've been I've been in wrecks with uh, my dad, my uncle. They're not my uncle, my dad, uh, Joseph, my cousin, and Anna, my my cousin. Um, my dad was probably the worst one. So I I sailed it into the corner at Saint Croix um, underneath and just lost lost my head. I and gave him a right rear and tipped him over. He didn't tip over, but but <laughs> took him out of the race and he didn't know who it was. Uh, so then my mom came over on the four wheeler during the ride and just kind of grimaced at me and and like, oops, (laughs) you're like, you
0: know, you did something wrong there,
2: right? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that was, um, luckily the, 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 it was, uh, it was all, it was all good in the fits afterwards. I mean, a little tense, but not bad.
1: Oh, it's all good. (laughs) You get over
2: it pretty quick. Yeah. Yep. What's uh,
1: the biggest crash you've ever taken?
2: Oh, that was, it's got to be 2018 uh, at Jackson. That's right. I was running down the back stretch. Car came from the outside and got into my right side. And it just got the car to kind of pitch to the right. If I remember in the left rear, caught and dug and I barrel rolled all the way into between turns three and four. I ended up laying on my side, and I had took a trip to the hospital with a, with a concussion and a black eye. It was, um, I mean, it could have been worse, but it was, a. Uh, the black eye lasted for a little while.
1: That's right. I do remember that. As I was trying to think about it, and I wasn't sure, but I was that was my first time at Jackson that weekend, and I was behind you guys, and I saw the whole thing happen, and that was a big
2: wreck. It's amazing how time slows down during those, isn't it? It
1: is really not. It felt like you flipped for a mile from my, my view.
2: Yeah. It, it, it when I realized where I landed and I saw, I looked back at you know, the camera that I got in the car and saw where it started. I could not really believe that I rolled that far. It was a, it was, it was a crazy flip.
1: Yeah. That was a big one. I do remember that now.
2: I had a couple others. My first one was at, at uh, my first one was a dumb one too. It was a, Rice Creek. no Rice Creek. What am I saying? Rice Lake. Rice Lake. Um, I was
1: behind you for this one too.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, think I, I think I had just taken the lead and then I decided to go up top. Yep. And I just decided three quarters of the way down the straightaway on a dry slick track that I was going to go to the top. I powered in. I slid up into the marbles and then smacked the wall. Like you could watch it from the stands and see it coming a mile away. <laughs> and, uh, yep. That was... That was that was great. So Yeah, was, oh go ahead.
0: Oh no, go no, go ahead. You got a final thought on uh they use big time uh tumbles that Mike's had a front row view to?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well you had a front row view to one that <laughs> one crappy one I that, that happened, Mike. <laughs> you probably remember that. You you I think you got turned around at Saint Croix. Oh yeah. Yeah, and
1: it just killed
2: I, me. <laughs> yep. I, I, I didn't see you at all until I saw a flash of yellow from your number. Yep, flash in front of my eyes, and I couldn't believe I couldn't figure out what I was seeing either. And you know, I think back on it is like I yeah, it's dark at that track, but probably I was just running driving on my nose. You know, just looking just right in front of me, and that was about it. Yeah,
1: that was it. Was dark that night. I don't know. I I know I was somewhere in the top three, and I misjudged, spun out, right on the top, which is very rare that I'm even Your up there. Your GPS broke. Yeah. <laughs> and I spun down to the bottom of the track, and I'm sitting backwards right on the bottom, and it felt like it was two minutes. And here comes Jake, <laughs> wide open. I think you were still in the blue car then, or was it the yellow car?
2: I think that was probably the blue car. Yep. Yeah, that would have been twenty thirteen or
1: twenty fourteen. Yeah, I think it was twenty fourteen because I had the yellow number with the blue body. So I think it was still the blue car. And you just killed me.
2: Yep.
1: Just smoked me yeah. wide open. And man, I think you hit me, and then you flipped on top of my car, then landed behind my car. And I literally, yeah. I think I had two two bad shocks and the front axle, and your car was twisted in half.
0: <laughs> it was. It was oh, a big. Yeah. Can you There's guys just low. play nice? Well, <laughs> <laughs> we try to now. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. No, no. Yeah, no. You guys, you guys put on some good races. I've seen it lately. But uh, it's kind of some big uh, uh, storyline. Uh, this uh, that just got announced not too long ago. Sticking with the family aspect and whatnot. Your your grandfather Earl going into the uh, National Midget Hall of Fame at the Chili Bowl this year. Man, that's a pretty big uh, accomplishment for the Cuba family.
2: Yeah, that is that is pretty cool. It, he, yeah, he he started racing in 1938 and, uh, Colorado, but also raced all around uh, the U.S. And then, um, you know, he raced into, oh, I can't remember when his last race was, but it, it's pretty cool to see him in the, in the Hall of Fame. So I, I can't wait to get back to Angel Park and go check out the Hall of Fame there once they, once they've got him in there. And, uh, it, it was fun to, uh, Heading over to the Chili Bowl too for the for the uh, event and hanging out with everybody. Well, that was my cool. next question.
1: Asking if you're going to go to the Chili Bowl. Have you ever been there, and do you plan on going?
2: I, we're, I'm going to head down there for that day, and uh, I've never been. I've, I've only ever watched it on online the last couple of years, and, but I, I've never been there. So. Really?
1: I think I've been there yeah. about nine times now, and I've been there for the whole week, and it is one of the funnest races, biggest parties. It's a blast down there.
2: It is crazy. It's something else.
1: It's it's insane. And until you've been there and witnessed it, you're going to have a whole different view of it, because it is wild.
2: Yeah. I think it'll be cool. But... Um, what day are they doing yeah, the inductions? Um, you know, I can't remember off the top of my head. I might be on, uh, I want to say it's a Friday or Saturday.
1: Well, hopefully but, it's a Saturday because Saturday is the big show and that's a blast, but I mean, all them days are great. I mean, there's just incredible drivers every every day now, so it um, yeah. it's going to be a blast. You'll have fun with that.
0: It says it's on Friday, January 13th, well, that, so that'll be a good night go. to go rock, go
1: watch oh, racing. Dude, Chili Bowl, first time ever on Friday the 13th.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Something gonna happen. Yep, yep, you picked the best uh, time ever to make your debut there. <laughs> Well, well, yeah, debut as a spectator, maybe maybe not a at uh, not, not a driver. Oh dude. the spectating. Is <laughs> oh no, thinking. there's
0: there's definitely there's definitely debuts for the uh, for just going as a fan. Last yeah. year was my first year at <laughs> Chili Bowl, and oh my god, it it like Mike said, it is a spectacle. It's incredible. You don't understand how big the Expo center is until you get there. And just the amount ma- the amount of chaos that's going on in the pit area and how they've got all these haulers and all these cars on top of each other. It is complete madness, man. Like I was blown back from it. And it's just there's just so much to take in. I'm not saying it, it's not overwhelming. It's just it's just jaw dropping.
2: It's awesome. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna be cool. No. Yeah,
0: be cool. I hope you guys have a blast down there and hopefully you guys get some good seats to watch the races and whatnot. And then if you get a chance, if there's time, they open the track up to the to the spectators, and you go down there and walk it. I would recommend going down there and walking the track because mm-hmm. the inside berm is massive, It the TV does not do its justice. It's
2: beautiful. That I would have to do. I would love to go do that. The <laughs> kids, that was always my favorite part at the end of the night. Walk across the track, and uh, where it was rubber or where there was a cushion, and something kind of special about that
0: no highly recommend i would highly recommend it me and mike did a lap around the track went live on the rts page when we were down there last year and i mean yeah it looks small on tv but like i said once you get out there i mean there's there's a lot of room for racing out there it's quite it's like i said it's quite shocking it's a blast yeah
2: 2022
0: season for you heck of a year for you jake i mean obviously capping it off with the championship and everything uh from your point of view uh the 2022 season you know how you know how would you look at it where how it started how it ended you know just through the eyes of the driver how what would you how would you say the 2022 season was for you
2: it was one of my most consistent seasons i think consistently getting the car into the top five especially with the uh, in the umss races and the uh mid-american renegades uh shows no matter where i was starting I was able to get it up into the top five most nights and that felt pretty good. And and it even improved from, you know, often years I'd feel like it was right around fifth or sixth where I was kind of stuck in a rut. This year it felt more like second or third most of the nights. And uh, just that was probably one of the better parts of the the year. I had a few, uh, when we go out to the, uh, go out east to, race with Wisconsin wingless group where that was either um on top or in the back and that that gets to be um that gets to be a, a tricky some tricky racing out there at times but um but it was a it was a good good year and we even made a trip down to Iowa and Nebraska for a little racing down there too in an injected 360 so that was pretty fun
1: How'd you like running that non-wing 360 down there? I mean, you had some great finishes from what I saw in it. I mean, obviously it had to be a blast, but what were your thoughts?
2: Oh, it was great. I mean, um, I, I drove one before, but with a wing. And right. it, it just not quite the same. With, now I could it, it felt like I could uh, maneuver the car a lot more freely, get weight to transfer a lot better, and uh, it was a lot more forgiving. And for me, it was just a matter of getting used to how the car grabbed and accelerated a little bit differently and uh well once I got there it was you know it took maybe five ten laps and then it started feeling just like racing. Um it was a ton of fun.
1: Um you ran with four different divisions this year, the Mars, the and the UMSS, the Wisconsin wingless. We all kinda of do a little bit of a different format. What's your favorite format or the one you like the most that like, you know, benefits you the most?
2: It's kind of a mixture of, of the two. The, the main ones uh, I race is UMSS where you do, um, you know, random draw for heat and then passing points. But Wisconsin Wingless, you qualify and and you, you qualify in, in groups and then race your, race your way in your heat race, which um, I tend to like. Uh, it does make it really hard when uh when there's a lot of cars just make it really challenging mm-hmm. because you get really packed qualifying groups and you only get two laps and there might be 10 cars on the track so if you get stuck you're you really got to climb out of the hole in your heat race um because essentially you got to win the heat race in order to make their um the invert which is the top 10 cars so that one is, that that one can be good it can be kind of a feast of fandom thing. Um, I, I've always thought the UMSS format is really good. I think passing points are good. I like, it, and it just moves, moves pretty quick yeah. that way. The redraw. I like that. I like the completely random redraw, although, um, I, kind of, I think I preferred four, but okay. yeah, <laughs> that's just cause I kept drawing five
1: or six. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, this this last year, seven and eight. I mean, them
2: were a lot of fun. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> Yeah, I, I do prefer the smaller random the random group of the uh, UMS UMSS versus the uh the larger group of ten in Wisconsin wingless. Uh
0: to show for it, I mean you've when you've gone around with the Wisconsin wingless, you've had a lot of success with running with them guys as well.
2: Oh yeah. We've had uh, a lot of good runs with them down at Angel Park and um, we got a win at uh, Dodge County Fairgrounds, a half mile in uh, at the end of the year here, and uh, Beaver Dam the year before. Had some good runs there. Wilmot Wilma gets tricky, but the rest of them were pretty fun.
0: And then on top of that, you throw in uh, Gas City you tw- back a year ago oh, as well, yeah. right?
2: Yeah, that was a blast. To head down there, made it took, maybe to uh, about twelve, fourteen hours or something like that. It's a poke. Yep. And, and uh yeah, that was really fun.
0: Have you ever raced in Indiana before that?
2: No, that was first time. First time in Indiana. Whole so.
0: other ball game down there, isn't it?
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was fun to fun to watch the because they had a four ten, a four ten class running that night too, and to see the differences in in uh, the people, the drivers in those in that class, familiar with the track, running that razor thin uh, cushion up there where there's no wall like that. That was impressive. I, kn- I knew that track was up there for us, but it was, uh, none of us were, were quite comfortable enough for that track to go up there and, uh, put it on the edge.
1: I mean, you've wanted a lot of different tracks, a lot of different series. What is your biggest win that you would have to clarify for your career so far?
2: Uh, it's a good, uh, it's a good question. I think one of the, one of the bigger ones for me was, well, the first one was great at St. Croix. Mm-hmm. um that one was awesome just because we've been running pretty good for a couple of weeks and then uh my parents took the night off or couldn't come the week before and i almost it that night <laughs> somehow <laughs> and then uh that one was great because i think i dropped back to the center of the race and then figured something out and just started flying probably that uh the win I got at Beaver Dam in October last year, that one was great because I had run there and finished second or third. I'd been winning, leading the race toward the end middle or end of the race, um, two or three different times and, uh, either lost it in lap traffic or on a restart, um, two, both times. And we had the same thing happen. I led the thing. I just flew away from uh, got a, a huge lead. And then, had a yellow flag with four laps to go and the track had dried out. The guy who was always great on the uh, dry slick track, uh, Tim Cox, he was, he had figured something out. And I, those last two laps had to figure out how to keep the car under me and keep him from getting around me. That was a, that was a really great race to win.
1: Nice. Yeah. There's nothing worse than leading a race, late yellows, all that stuff. You're checked out. I mean, that's the worst thing that can definitely happen. So,
2: yep, it's so it's so deflating, so deflating. So, so getting turning facing the same situation and coming out on the other side is nice.
1: Definitely makes you feel like you know you earned it, and you you know learned from your lessons. What would you say is your favorite track to race at? Right now, it's
2: it's a bit of a tough. I think it, I got to say Jackson. Yeah, I'm Jackson there. has been fun. It's fast. Usually got a top and a bottom. Yes. Um, even though it's a long way around for for these cars, it seems to work. And they just do such a it's such a great facility, and they do such a good job prepping the track and, and all the time. So
1: yeah, and it's always more fun to go to an actual sprint car track. I've talked about this before on the podcast, but when you go to an actual sprint car track and you're at them facilities, like we have been at Husits and whatnot it's so much better and the show runs smoother and it's it's just a blast being that you're the main card there. And that then they definitely make us the sprint cars, you know, make us feel Mm -hmm. like we're very important there, even with the non wings and that place is fun. What were your thoughts on them moving that infield out this year? That was my first time there when we were there with the UMSS this year, but you're there with the Mars previous in the year and they moved that infield out. It's definitely a longer way around on the bottom. And then the top is, you know, obviously the same, but it's definitely a different racetrack now.
2: It is. I thought it was gonna be it was it felt weird. So we raced there, what, last year with um with cones out, out there. Yep. And that just felt felt real strange. That it felt was... very narrow. I don't know, when we got there this year and raced it, it didn't feel as narrow to me. It felt um it felt okay. I think I preferred it when it was a little wider, but on the other hand, I tend to be up top at the end of the race, so I think it helped. Uh <laughs> it helped where I tend to race there. Yeah, I think it made it, the bottom a little further around.
1: Exactly, it made the top better. The bottom was longer, and I don't think the bottom's the preferred groove for our cars anymore down there because the top you can wheel it around. The bottom was smaller, so it was definitely different when we went back. And I was not expecting that, and it was—I uh, don't know, man. It's just it's different, and but it's like you said, it's a uh, it's a badass place to race at. And we're lucky to go there.
2: Yeah, it's it's great, and then um, Angel Park's another one. It's always fun to go to. Just another place that just feels special yes. <laughs> with all the midget racing there the the, the wall the one entrance where you got to dive across the track um i don't know that place is just fun to fun to race at and you don't it's so flat you don't think you, you go down the straightaway and you don't think you can take it deep into the corner but man can you haul the car and on that track and uh have it hold
1: yeah, I was only there one time in 2017, and I believe you won that race over Labor Day weekend. And that place is a blast. So much fun. So, yeah, just like you said, the history there, the wall there is super cool, everything. And yeah, you can haul it in. And I don't know, it was just, it was cool. Even doing wheel packing, seeing other cars pitted in the infield there, the fans in the infield with the fence. It's kind of, it kind of feels like an Indiana track right here in Wisconsin.
2: Yeah, I love that. I love that riding around. You got everybody lined up on the fence watching. It's yeah, I don't know. It's just cool. It gives it more of that. Um, it gives it a really good atmosphere. Yes.
0: All right. Well, let's talk. Let's talk about atmospheres here. Let's talk about that championship night, Jake. I know there was a lot of feels going into that night. You and me talked a little bit about after everything <laughs> happened, but uh, the 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 ending to a stellar, consistent season for you. It comes down to one night of the legendary 100. You've been doing this thing for nine years with the UMSS at any point before this with when they were doing points or however they were doing it in the nine formats we've probably done in nine years. Uh, were you, uh, have you ever been this close Were were entitled contention? I mean, is this the closest you've ever been or where there been a couple other instances? I,
2: I think um, I to say I finished third in point. I should know this, but I think I finished third in points one year and that might be the last year that really, we really kind of focused on, on the racing a full season. So often found, found that I would get incredibly stressed out trying to chase points. We'd, uh, step back and mix it up with other series and just focus on racing. And, uh, this year though, it played out just that with, um, the schedules just played out where we could do it. We could race pretty much everything. Once I saw how tight the race was, might as well go for it now. And uh yeah, I was uh, I was a little tense the that, uh, that last weekend.
0: No, definitely for sure, man. I mean we we had the last points night was uh the second night of the traditional. Then everybody got some show up points at the record. And then uh yeah, it was uh, it was between you and the guy that's sitting across from me here at the table right now, man. And uh um the, I think the weekend before that, I mean you had mentioned to me and Mike that technically uh Legendary One Hundred Weekend wasn't even on the schedule for you guys. You were gonna go race somewhere else, but then once you saw the points, that's
2: when you, you flipped the script. Yeah, we weren't we weren't planning on going, but once we realized we were that close, uh I figured, well, we gotta make <laughs> we gotta make a show up we got to show up and give it a go. Right. So, so we were going to go and I was trying to get as far up as I could on Thursday night. And then maybe we'll just take a, take a break on Friday. But, uh, I guess fourth, but that wasn't going to be good enough. Um, I mean, eventually it got it got me where I needed to be, but I was, uh, we came back and tried it again on Friday just to see. And then, well, that was a crazy night of rain. and Yeah. An insane racetrack, but yeah, sure. I, it was a little wet. That was crazy. A little wet. <laughs> I'm trying to turn
0: into turn one, but I just keep going towards the wall. No. This makes no sense. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, the amount of mud on my helmet was just ridiculous.
0: I'm actually on your racing page right now, and I'm staring at the picture as we speak. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was um probably the muddiest track i've ever been on but it was probably one of the funnest tracks about halfway through to the end that i've oh, yeah. also been on
2: yeah just being able to throw it in and uh and i was a little too tight to be so i was getting a little hooky there so i was having to be a little more careful than i wanted to be yeah at the end but it was still fun like to just haul it around like that
1: now that was a, that was, like I said, it was a fun track and I made sure I put on enough tear offs and, uh, I survived <laughs> and it looks like your helmet yeah. did as well. Yep, it's looking <laughs> good. I got
0: it pulled up on the monitor right now. It's looking fresh. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So talking about Saturday night at the legendary 100, the one and only points tonight of the weekend for the UMSS. You've already said it yourself here on the, on the podcast right now. It was tense. It was tense for you. You had all day to think about it after racing two nights, kind of having a weird Friday night with the rains, and kind of like you said, a kind of a subpar night on Thursday nights. Uh, just kind of, you know, is is there anything that you remember distinctively from Saturday to just kind of what you're thinking, what you're doing, what you need to do? I mean, are you calculating positions? Like, what's just going through your mind?
2: You know, we, we had a long time to sit there and just think about it. And eventually I gave in and I went in. Uh, I got my phone and I took out the you know, spreadsheet and figured out, okay, where do I need to finish? Where does Mike need to finish? What do I need to do here? Which I, I wanted to avoid doing, but I couldn't help myself. I was too antsy. So uh, I wanted to just drive and go and try to race the best race I could and not try to race, you know, to get the win or to get the championship, but race to get the win in, in, that, in that night. Kind of figure out where I where I had to be, and so I. But I, so I knew during the race where roughly I think I I was, but <laughs> it, it it gave me a scare there when when uh, Mike started getting underneath me, and uh, and I started uh, screwing up on the, the high side of the track and getting a little sideways. I gain a little bit, and then I hop the cushion a little bit and lose. And uh, you know you just you kept getting it getting better and better and smoother and faster down there. And eventually I just had to be like, okay, okay, just hold on to this. Don't lose any more spots. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, no, I did
1: the same thing. I kind of looked at him like, okay, so if we win and Jake runs fourth, it's a dead even tie. And I'm going to go to the whoever won a race. And if I win this, I would win. So I'm like, all right, we just got to win. He runs fourth. I'm like, okay. Then I get then I get underneath you and I'm like, all right, I can see Brad. I think I can get Brad. So I get to second and I'm like, all right, where's cam?
2: <laughs> I'm like, give me a yellow.
1: Yes. Give me a yellow. We might have a chance at this. So then no yeah. joke, the finish comes out and I'm looking up at the board rolling around because they had us roll around a couple extra laps after the race. And I can see I'm in second and I'm, I don't see you on the scoreboard. Your transponder stopped working.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So then I don't see you in six and I'm like, if he's seventh and I'm second, I'm like, I got more points than him. So I got a little ants up for a minute there. So then you rolled up, you rolled up next to me and gave me a thumbs up. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I think, I think I got it. Cause I didn't see you on the board. So then we pull up, you know, go to tech and then you, you went to tech too. And I'm like, damn, his transponder wasn't working. <laughs> so for about a lap there, I was,
0: uh, I was pretty oh, excited. Weird, yeah. And then back in Jake's mind, he goes "And it all the plan worked perfect, perfectly. Yes. yes.
1: <laughs> No, that was uh, that was a wild track too, where the lanes changed. I mean, I think you started seventh, I started ninth in that feature, and you you checked out on me right away, and you guys got up top, and you were checking out, and I don't know, my car yeah, was I just can- I was not good in the beginning, and I just gradually picked it up, and we got really fast at the end of the race, and it was uh, yeah. one of those weird one hundred tracks where it always changes for us. It seems like.
2: Yeah, it was, um, if I remember right, it was starting to get kind of this hooky cushion through the middle of one and two and on the exit. There was a little something weird there. And, uh, and I was hitting that and getting a little messed up. And, but when I do it really right, I could rock it off of that corner and it was, it was awesome. Um, and then three and four was a little, you know, a little drier like it tends to be. Yeah. One and two was where it was kind of make or break. The lap,
1: yeah, and that's They're how just, It yeah. seems like it usually is one and two is where you make up the most gain, and then three and four, it just it's always slicker just because the sun's there. It seems like, but it's it's mm-hmm. always a different corner. It's weird.
2: Yeah, it's got that bit of where the where the track likes to come right to the wall in the middle to a little point there, and almost to the point some nights where you can tap it with your right rear and <laughs> and drive it that way, which is not my favorite thing
0: to do you're talking a foreign language to mike right now he doesn't understand a word you're saying <laughs>
1: yeah yeah i'm like i'm like a mid-shoot guy <laughs> i'm like did you guys see me run the top up there like mike that was the middle cushion in hot labs <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. uh, mike's yeah. mike's here and just kind of clanking off the wall a cushion He he's lost he's looking at me for a dictionary i don't know just like you figured out <laughs> right it's like have
1: you ever wore the hoosier off the off your left front tire on the infield tractor tires <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: so. Oh, so true
0: no but i think it's cool you know you guys like you said you guys started around the same time 2013 you know and then you know jake's you you've had your success mike's had his success in the series and everything and then it comes down to one night a couple positions you know and like you said you guys he's thinking about the calculations you're thinking about the calculations i mean we're just talking about i mean they're just Local Midwest racing series, and yet still, guys. I mean, this is how much it means to you guys.
2: Oh yeah, I mean, once you're once you're there, it doesn't it doesn't matter what level it is. It, it's you know the quality of the race car drivers you're you're up against, and it's good at the at the top of the UMSS series. It's handful of really pretty good drivers, and it yeah, it's tough. <laughs> it's it's really tough to get. I didn't get a single UMSS win this year that competition competition there's always hard and so it feels good to come out, come out on top overall.
1: Yeah. I think our competition level, like around our area with the, you know, we have five series, you know, basically around us now is some of the best. I mean, you, how many wins did you get this year? Four? Four. Yeah. Yeah. You got four wins. No UMSS wins. I also got four wins, no UMSS wins. So it's kind of (laughs) crazy to think like, well, I I take the back. I got two that were non points races, I guess, but it's ca- kind of crazy to think that me and you were battling for the championship, you know, being the most consistent cars this year, and then picking up wins in other divisions and sanctions. It's, uh, I don't know. I mean, UMSS is, I think, it's the top notch around this three state area for sure.
2: Yep, lots of lots of good drivers, and and yeah, lots of good drivers in the in these other series here that are popping up. Quite a few, <laughs> a lot of cars are going around now too.
1: Yeah, there's so many which cars is fun to see. Yeah, exactly. What is uh, the most wins you've ever gotten a, see- a season?
2: Uh this is it. Four. Nice. Four is four is the top. So it's been three for the last three years and uh this year snuck that fourth win at uh at uh, Dodge County and would have won over. Perfect.
0: All right, so we gotta ask the question, Jake. We gotta ask. You coming back to defend the title in twenty twenty three?
2: I don't think we're running the full season. Oh I think we're gonna try some um we're going to try to mix it up a little bit, uh, try to run a few more of those, uh, full, uh, the, the injected 360 You're going to bring that out a few more times. Okay. And, uh, then mix in, you know, UMSS and, uh, Wisconsin wingless races. And, uh, so I have a, depending on, on how the schedules, uh, land, I think we'll be at a good chunk, good chunk of the UMSS races. So, uh, you know, if the, uh, if there are rainouts, that's all just right. <laughs> like, <laughs> who knows? Right. We could be right back but, where we were just a couple yeah. months ago. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, you, like you said, you're going to go run some different series, you know, some different car packages, you know, rules, rule packages. You're going to go out there and kind of do what you want to do. That was kind of the plan for you this year a little bit. is just uh, not just it worked out in your favor. And, uh, you know, I mean, I think that's just what makes, you know, you guys better drivers is just going out there and venturing around and, you know, racing different series. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, I mean, trying different stuff, different tracks. Overall, I want to figure out how many tracks I've raced at at this point. And I think it's somewhere around 30 different, different race tracks, I think. In the sprint car? Um, in, a, in a sprint car, yeah. So, so something like that. Doing that and seeing all the different kinds of dirt and how the tracks change over time, not to mention that the different drivers you get to race with, uh, I think all of that contributes to making... And making a better driver, so with that variety is really helpful.
0: Absolutely, and with uh, you know, kind of one one final question here as we get close to wrapping up. With you kind of, you know, running the schedule you want to run, uh, different classes and everything, I mean, is Sprint Car for you going along with your racing career, is that the the long-term what you want to race? Are you looking to move up at all? Are we talking maybe in a higher wing series, maybe some uh, Power I, uh, 410 stuff? I mean, is this kind of where you're happy, or are you looking to progress through the ranks?
2: I would love to get into a 410, whether it's wing or non-wing, really. Uh, I've only done a little bit of wing racing, but it's been fun. And there's certainly a lot of opportunities out there to go wing racing. So that's, that sounds like a ton of fun getting in a four ten uh, non-wing sounds, sounds like a lot of fun too. I think I'd, I'd love to go do that and maybe race a few, few shows out in Indiana or go down to Florida in uh, in February sometime. And, uh, but really uh, to get there, I'd like to bunch them all up, you know, go out and race a whole bunch at once uh, as close together, get as much experience right bunched up together as it can. Cause I think that that would help.
0: No, absolutely, man. I agree. And like, there's no doubt in my mind, whatever you decide to do, I'm excited to see what you do next year around all, all the different series that you're going to be racing. in, man, you're, you're a hell of a driver. You're, you're a great guy to be around in the pit area, you know, racing with you on the track um, I mean, you couldn't ask for a better guy to be the 2022 uh, UMSS traditional uh, sprint car champion.
2: Oh, thanks, appreciate
0: it. Uh, anytime, man. Well, uh, you know, we still got a long ways to go in this off season, man. You already talked about it. New place, watching some football. Football ends in February. I mean, so what? What do you got planned for the rest of the off season? We got some more time to
2: kill. <laughs> well, we'll see. I think once we start getting into February, it starts to be uh, uh, that. That's when the thrashing of the race car starts to happen for real. Um, so the we weekend start, start being a little more, uh, race car work, but might throw in a vacation there someplace warm, there get a beat, get to a beach. We'll see. That sounds like yeah. a good
0: plan to me. That's what me and the wife are trying to figure out. We just can't, uh, we just can't decide on where we want to go. Cause we've got two different ideas.
2: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hawaii is always good. Ooh, yeah, that's a, that's yeah, a poke. Man. You're talking about going 14 yeah. hours to Gas City, man. You're talking about a flight to Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. Trip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right on, buddy. Well, hey, we appreciate you taking the time out of your evening. I know this probably went a little longer than we, than what we said it was going to, but we had a lot of great conversation, man, learning some things about you. Yeah. I, I love recapping the championship night just because I've heard it from both sides, you know, hearing both your guys' views and how it went is just, it's an awesome story to hear. And uh, I feel like there's so much more, uh, background that we get on you. I mean, we're, I think, you know, the, the, put it in the schedule uh f- during the off season. we might have to have you on one more time and get some more of the get some more of some of those uh, childhood memory stories you know just kind of things that you saw when you're at the racetrack i think there's some pretty cool stories there
2: yeah absolutely that'd be fun so
0: no we definitely appreciate it man uh jumping on the podcast with us uh before we let you go obviously championship year a lot of sponsors people family members to thank who do you want to give some shout outs to
2: Oh, yeah. So, uh, I got to thank, uh, Justice Brothers, Gillen Enterprises. Uh, you know, they've been with us for a long time with the family and, uh, really helped us out a lot this year. Rice Creek building and remodeling, super shocks, quick change rebuild, uh, Maxim chassis, uh, Ryan Bowers Motorsports, DMI and Schoenfeld headers. And then, um, a the few people I got, I mean, I got to thank mom and dad and, uh, and my girlfriend too for all the, help at the racetrack working on the car let me let me sit there and stew and think and just get in and drive. Jeff Robinson to Joe and Kathy Joseph Anna yeah. everybody helps it's great
1: yeah you had one heck of a one heck of a season Jake and you deserved it the consistency the championship the wins the different tracks it was uh, it was definitely a great 2022 and you're definitely one of the cleanest drivers out there and uh, you definitely deserve it yeah,
2: oh, thank you so much.
0: I appreciate that. I'm excited to see what you do in 2023. Again, congratulations on the championship in 2022. I hope you enjoy the rest of the off season. I say we get in touch one more time before the race season starts. I would love. I got. I got plenty of questions to ask you, man. I I, I got plenty more. I'd love to hear some <laughs> of the stories. So let's just we'll we'll pencil it in for now, just because there might be some vacations thrown in there somewhere. Exactly.
2: Yeah, sounds great.
0: All right. There you got it, man. Jake Kuba, UMSS traditional champion in 2022 with the Upper Midwest Sprint Car Series. Thanks, Jake. Take it easy. All right. Thank you. Cannot thank Jake enough for taking the time. He's been busy. Move, all that stuff, man, for uh, taking the time joining us here on the RTS podcast and the Lightspeed Equipment Hotline, man. I just... a lot of fun. It's cool to get inside and, and like, I, don't, I love the entire interview, but the one part of it that I really, that really uh, captivated me was just, you know, what's in the mind? Like you guys are in a points battle and it comes down to one night.
1: It's uh it's wild, man. And it was great to hear his side of it. Cause I didn't know that he was, you know, that inside his head as well, but like, it's a big mental game and I did it two years in a row, you know, the year before with cam and then this year with Jake. So it's uh dude, it's a lot of fun points racing stuff. It's stressful and you can hear it right there. And uh, I'm just, I'm happy Jake one. He's been in this game a long time and we've raced side by side, wheel to wheel for a long time and never really bumped crashed or anything. I mean, I know I've chopped him and he slid me. So, it's, uh, it's a it's a dog eat dog world out there, and it was uh, it was a good interview. I was uh, it was a lot of fun.
0: No, it was a lot of fun. I hope them guys have a great time down at Julia Bowl. Yes, uh, his grandpa Jealous. getting inducted into the Midget Hall of Fame. Right, uh, that's a huge deal. I mean, you you heard it. Uh, plenty of stories to be told. I I would welcome Jake back anytime. Yep. Uh, Get a little more background on him. I'm sure there's a lot of stories on his racing background. Oh, yeah.
1: Kid's been at the track since he was, you know, in a baby bag. So he's been, been, you know, brown sprint car racing forever.
0: Yeah. And then just on top of the stuff he saw as a kid. Right. You know, whether his dad or his grandpa or whoever that, you know, in the family. There's just so much behind that name when it comes to racing, whether it's in our area or, you know, like like you said, his grandpa on a national level. You know, I mean, it's it just it goes on and on and on. I would love to hear some of the stories. Same here. Absolutely was. So thank you, Jake, again for taking the time, man. Hope you have a great holidays and everything. And i hopefully talk to, you. I mean, like we said, hopefully we can get them on after Chili Bowl and get some of those, some more on those stories. Absolutely. I was going to wrap it up here. Episode 83 of the RTS podcast. Uh, 83, man. What do you got? I got dude, nothing.
1: Dude, it's big in 83. My brother, Dylan, that was his number growing up. Dilly Dill. Yep. Ran 83 in the go-karts forever. And he won after Danny Lososky. That was his favorite driver back when Danny was in the Beef Packers, 83. So. Shout out to Dill. He just had his surgery last week for carpal tunnel on his arm, so his arm and elbow. So I'm sure he's heal, healing up. and Get uh, better soon, bud. He'll, he'll listen to this. So hopefully everything goes good for him. But, yeah, I mean – Dude, this weekend, Midgets, Junior Knepper 55 at the Coin for 5K to win. Hello. I just saw 40-plus entries, so oh. that's a small, wild little track.
0: So that'll uh, it'll be good to watch, something to do on Saturday night. Absolutely, man. I mean, you got Vikes at noon. Vikes at noon. You got a 3 o'clock kick.
1: 3 o'clocker.
0: That'll probably run you in about halftime. It'll probably be the start of racing on flow. Yep. And then, depending on how the racing going, you, you, if you got multiple TVs, you, you could have the the Saturday night slate. Right. Football-wise. Midget racing on the other. Yeah. Dude, lights out. Snow, Good weekend. Snow on the ground. You ain't got to go outside. You got it all right there at your fingertips. It's
1: going to be a lot of snow on the ground come Saturday.
0: It's going to be a we? I, I mean, quote me if I'm wrong. We Do we got a little uh, local flavor down there?
1: We do. I think uh, Carter Chevalier's going. And I might be wrong, but I think Trevor Service is going down to race, too. Are they? I did see Danny Allridge from Alciola, Wisconsin as a midget. She'll be there as well. Really? Yep. Wow, man. So I think there's three people, three people from Minnesota, and then I did see something that Power Eye posted, some other people from Wisconsin, some local stuff going. So yeah, we got
0: uh got a couple of hometown people in the fight this weekend. Well, best of luck to all of them. Hopefully, our, hopefully we didn't fact check ourselves. Just... I
1: did read this, a little bit of this on the Power Eye page, okay. but like, like, dude, it's indoor season. Oh, Started say, last weekend. Is that what the kids say? It's indoor it's season. That's what the season. kids are saying.
0: It's what they're saying, yeah. man. Uh, best of luck to all, all of uh, all of our renegade companions that are going down there. Exactly. It's going to be awesome. Yep. Chili bowls right around the corner.
1: Oh, indoor season, baby. <laughs> Tulsa shootout right
0: before. Oh, I thought they got man. the track build going on. It's, it's game on. It is. It is game on. I am so excited. Let's wrap it up. Let's yeah. get out of here. Episode 83, GT Transport LLC, TCB Speed North Studios. Thank you to Fast Factory and the Fast Factory Foundation for presenting our guest tonight. And Jake Kuba. The Lightspeed Equipment Hotline. Thank you very much. Yes. We also got some other sponsors here that we'd like to thank that has been helping us out all season long. Let's just start at the top. Let's T- do it. TCB Speed North. LightspeedEquipment.com. JJ's Outpost Bar and Grill. Be there January 14th. DK
1: Designs, The Racing Insiders, Mueller Jewelers, PrettyPolishedJunkie.com, Sky King Designs, Taylor Jewel and Photography, If you're shipping freight, QualityFreightRate.com, GT Transport
0: LLC, presenting sponsor of the RTS Podcast, Fast Factory Foundation. Thank you, guys. We appreciate you so much. Oh, my goodness. You have no idea. We'll be in contact with you about 2023.
1: Yes, we will. Reach on over to our social media pages, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube.
0: And to go back and listen to the other 82 episodes of this absolute disaster we call the RTS Podcast, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Head on over there and search Reaction Time Sports Podcast. It's been a fun one. Episode 83. See ya. Bye. Bye.